I'm going to call the meeting to order. Hello? I'm going to call the meeting to order. Clerk will call the roll. Schmidt. Schmidt here. Solberg. Solberg absent. Stubbs. Here. Stubbs here. Veldrin. Veldrin here. Wegleitner. Wegleitner here. Willett. Willett here. Zweifel. Zweifel here. Baird. Baird here. Bollig. Bollig here. Chenoweth. Chenoweth here. Clausius. Clausius here. De Felice. De Felice here. Downing. Downing here. Die. Die here. Erickson. Erickson here. Farrell. Farrell here. Gillis. Gillis here. Hendrick. Hendrick here. Jones. Jones here. Kiefer. Kiefer here. Kolar. Kolar here. Krause. Krause here. Levin. Levin here. Matano. Matano here. McCarville. McCarville here. Miles. Miles here. Nelson. Nelson here. O'Loughlin. O'Loughlin here. Pan. Pan here. Pirtle. Pirtle here. Richmond. Richmond here. Rip. Rip here. Rit. Rit here. Rusk. Rusk here. Saloff. Here. Say luck here, Shower. Here. Shower here, Corrigan. Here. Corrigan here. 36 supervisors are present. We have a quorum. Um, Supervisor Solberg had notified us that she would be absent this evening. This evening we're going to be led in our inspirational message by Supervisor Schmidt. Supervisor Schmidt. Thank you, Madam Chair. I, I apologize. I do better when I read from a script. So, um... So my inspiration tonight uh, is the fact that tomorrow is Employee Appreciation Day. And this inspiration is dedicated to the public employees of Dane County who work so hard to ensure that the quality of life of, of Dane County residents and all of us alike is maintained and our communities remain viable. While others take pot shots at public employees, I ask you all to imagine life in Dane County without these talented public workers and to say thanks with me for using their talents to enhance all of our lives in Dane County. To all the 911 workers who calmly and professionally respond to every call of crisis and panic, as well as our emergency management staff who are ready to implement their response plans during and after any major crisis in our area. To all the human services staff and managers who work hard to ensure that our providers patiently and professionally care for those who cannot care for themselves, who help guide those needing support and counsel with dignity and humanity, who just with a little bit of help can be successful. To all the sheriff's staff who keep us safe and secure, who put themselves at risk for us, who make life and death decisions on a daily basis with the utmost of professionalism and who see people at their worst. To the staff who work to keep our public parks, our lakes, our recreation areas managed, designed, and operated in a way so that all of the public can enjoy our amazing natural resources. And by doing so, make Dane County one of the most desirable places to live and work in the country. To the district attorneys and the judges who provide justice to those for whom injustice has occurred and do so with compassion and a vision for ways to minimize recidivism and racial inequities. So the public works staff who maintain county highways and not only keep them plowed 24-7, but do so using plows fueled from CNG generated at the landfill. As just one example of where they have implemented sustainable operations throughout the county government so that we can be leaders in saving energy as well as money for our residents. 
to the staff who serve residents and visitors at the zoo, the airport, our library system, and at the Alliant Energy Center, using their talents and professional training to make these services among the best in the nation, and for whom our vote later this evening will move us forward to ensure their jobs and services are continued. To the public health staff who provide information and education on various health issues, as well as our highly acclaimed medical examiner and his staff who can help answer questions of what happened during the darkest of times. To the planners, zoning staff, and others who help manage land information, making complex records so critical for our ability to build our homes and our dreams. To our legislative liaison who has to go to the Capitol every day and fight against the attempts by the state legislative leaders to take away local control whenever they disagree with how a local government is operating. And to all the staff who support county operations, those who collect the taxes that pay for these services, who ensure that all of our citizens have access to vote in elections, who ensure veterans are served by us when they've completed their service to us, who provide learning opportunities and partnership with UW Extension to enhance the quality of our lives, who process the paychecks for each of these hardworking staff and all the others who work with each of us as well as the county executive to manage the county in what we call the Dane County Way. Thank you all. We have the best public employees in the nation and it makes me proud to serve with you each and every day. Please join me for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Supervisor Schmidt. Um, are there any announcements this evening? Supervisor Ritt. Thank you, Chair Corgan. Um, I'd like to announce uh, in honor of the Peace Corps, this week marks 55 years of Peace Corps service, and in that time, over 220,000 volunteers served in 140 countries. And some people see a glass that is half full, some people see a glass that is half empty, and any Peace Corps volunteer would look at that same glass and say, I can take a bath with that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Rett. <laughs> um, further announcements? I'd like to just mention our March birthdays on the 18th. Um, our own Karen Peterson Thurlow is um, celebrating her birthday on the 19th, Supervisor O'Laughlin. On the um, 19th also, Supervisor Krause. On the 24th, Supervisor Shower. And on the 26th, Supervisor Schmidt. So happy birthday, everybody. Under approval of payments, um, is there a motion on the bills over 10,000 referred to the county board? Moved by Supervisor Matano, seconded by Supervisor Pirtle. Is there a discussion on the bills? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the bills over 10,000 are approved. On claims recommended for denial, claims D1 through D6 are recommended for denial. Are there any requests for separation? Seeing none, um, is there a motion on the claims recommended for denial? Moved by Supervisor Krause, seconded by Supervisor McCarville. Is there discussion? Krause and McCarville. Discussion? Seeing none, on the claims recommended for denial, the motion is to deny them. Um, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the claims D1 through D6 are denied. 
Under E, approval of county board minutes, is there a motion on the minutes of the February 4th county board meeting? Moved by Supervisor Chenoweth, seconded by Supervisor Farrell. Is there discussion? All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it and the minutes are approved. On the consent calendar, items F1 through F6, are there any requests for separation? Seeing none, um, the motion before us on items F1 through F6 is approval. Is there any discussion? All those in favor of items F1 through F6 say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and those items are approved. On G, motions from previous meetings under Consideration of the County Executive Veto of Sub 2, Resolution 444. Is there a motion on, sub, on the um, County Executive's veto? Supervisor Schmidt. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, I move to move forward and override the veto. Thank you, Supervisor Schmidt. Is there a second? Supervisor Pirtle has seconded that motion. Um, before we have speak to that motion, we have um, slips to hear from on the motion, so our um, registrants to hear from on the motion. So um, we have two people wishing to speak in support, and then I will read in to the registrations. But first. Um, and I should say before we start this, I just want to, we, we don't do veto overrides often, and I just want to remind um, folks of the rules of veto overrides on speaking. Um, under, for overrides, registrants can speak for up to two minutes, and members of the county board can speak for up to five minutes. So that's a little bit different than what we normally do. Um, and just as another reminder, we need a two-thirds majority for passage, and that would be 25 votes for passage. So um, first up is Arlen Halverson, who represents the ASME employee group, and he's wishing to speak in support of the veto. So um, Arlen. Right here. There you go. All right. I normally don't go off notes, but I thought I'd better bring something with. But I'm Arlen Halverson. I, uh, I'm from McFarland. Uh, I'm a Dane County Highway employee. 21 years. I've been on McFarland School Board. A day after I got hired at the county, I got to put on the school board, and I've been there since, too. So I'm active in the community. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about the history of the Land Energy Center. Come a long ways. It used to be a farm, and, 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 uh, and the land fell out there. I knew even the farmer that had it, you know. He used to work at the zoo. And, and we've gone from a fairgrounds and a dorms to an exhibition center to the Coliseum and all that. I was nine years old, and that Coliseum was built as a big deal. And uh, it's probably outdated now. Yes, it is. We made a lot of business out of that exhibition in the meantime, but right now it, it needs some work. Um, the, the expo has gone through a lot of changes out there, and they went through a recession that we had to work tight with the administration on. And um, it was hard. We, uh, we cut everything down as far as we could just to survive, and it was tough, but we come out of it. And I've worked with both the past administration and the new administration. I have no problems with either one of them. They both are good people. They're all, we're all working together. We're moving forward. And, um, and, yes, we made a profit this year. Now, they're on the upswing. We need things to work on. We need a lot of things to look at. But um, I, I do think that... Um, 
the, the expo is a is a very valued piece of property for everybody that's in this county, not just the city of Madison. And out in the county, that's part of us. And uh, the people in the city, they're tied to a lot of different things. But as a county, that's your fairgrounds, and a lot of people respect that for that. So um, I look at this as, as an amendment that is a, a decent amendment. It's at least you're, you're looking forward, but it, you have nine words in there that, that need to come out. And that is to take a county out of the expo business. You don't need them in there. You can you can get your report done and get your study that you need done without those words. You make your decisions off of that. I've done it many times Just, you can wrap up. before. But um, I ask you to do one thing. Okay? I've taken a lot of votes just like you folks. I said, and I, and I hope that you vote honest. Honest to yourself. And do the right call. Because if you don't do a right call, when you get all done, you hang your head. Because if you don't, you're representing your people. So make the right call. Be honest to yourself. And, and hopefully you do the right thing. But this, I believe, is to let the veto go through and put the county exec and the county board together on a plan that will succeed and be successful in this county. And everybody on the outside will look at you and know that the team is working together and not button heads like the people up a block from us. Okay? Thank you. Thank you, Arlen. Next up is Tom Deschant, who is wishing to speak in support of the override. And you can speak from right there, Tom. Like Robin, like Robin, I need notes. Hey, I'm Tom Deschant. I was appointed by John Hendrick to the AEC Strategic Science Study Committee as the neighborhood representative. Um, I also live in the Bay Creek neighborhood, have for 33 years. Um, I'm, I'm a member of the Urban Design Commission, City of Madison, so I wear that hat as well. And I have 25 years of career background as facility planner, so I bring a little bit about master planning to this particular issue. And basically, I'm here to support the idea of the necessity if you will, of a master plan for that site. I've heard from one constituency that has a strong interest in, in the AEC, and, and I respect that. I think there are at least three constituencies that haven't been fully heard out on the issue of the future of the AEC. The first is the neighborhood, because the way that AEC Design Study Committee worked, basically we sat there and sort of accepted the consultants' presentations and study reports and asked a question or two, and in the end voted on the motion which you overrode and which you have before us. There was not a big neighborhood input session or sessions at all. This wasn't that. It wasn't a master plan. That's a planning process. We didn't have that. What you had before you is a feasibility study, and that's all. So that major aspect of master planning hasn't occurred yet, neighborhood input. And if you know Madison, as we all do, if you don't have neighborhood buy-in and you start doing things with the AEC piecemeal, one by one, you're going to have pushback and you're going to have problems. I think the second constituency that hasn't fully been heard from is the city of Madison. Now, there was, again, one representative on the AEC Strategic Science Study Committee. That was first John Strasser, Alderman Strasser, and now Sherry uh, Carter. Um, but, again, like me, they sat there, they listened, they voted at the end. But we haven't had, the, the city hasn't had the kind of input. John Nolan Corridor is urban design district number one in the city of Madison, first one to be created. It's that important. And as and I'll put my urban design commissioner hat on. I, I, I take you know I respect that we want a beautiful entranceway to the 40,000 people who pass daily through that corridor. Also, there are 200 acres of city parkland that are contiguous to or actually touching the 154 acres of the ABC. There is synergy 
potentially there. But it's got to be planned. It ain't going to just happen. Pedestrian, bicycle connections, all of that, even shared amenities, has to happen through a planning process. Third and finally, okay, is the Dane County taxpayer. The thing I know best about master planning is there, you will not get the maximum return on investment for that land if you sell it off piecemeal. You have got to let developers know where that land is going, what's happening to the Coliseum, what's the big picture. Then the value of the land rises and designate what you're going to sell off and, and you will have value in it. So it would be unfair, I think, to the taxpayers of Dane County not to proceed with the master plan. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Also registering, um, just not wishing to speak, but registering in opposition to the override is Oli Berkland, Chad Gray, Dennis Mant with AFSME, Tom Steele, Dick Loper, Shannon Meyer with the Dane County Employment Group Association, Lauren Mickelson, and Robert Brown. Supervisor Schmidt, on your motion, you have up to five minutes. Thank you, Madam Chair. I'm sure it won't take that long. Um, at the last county board meeting, we fully debated the merits of conducting a master planning process at the Alliant Energy Center. The conclusion that an overwhelming majority of us reached was that we needed a master planning process and a master planning effort which included meaningful community engagement in order to make long-term sustainable recommendations that would affect the Alliant Energy Center campus. The Alliant Energy Center sits on one of the most valuable properties in Dane County. As such, we need this planning process to determine the highest and best use of that property for the greatest benefit for the community and the taxpayer. In the veto message of the county executive, he refers to his concern about the remaining workers at the Alliant Energy Center and for investing $120 million into the facility. Indeed, there have been job losses at the center over the past few years as the financial picture of this campus has been so precarious, and there are proposals to privatize even more positions. Nowhere in Resolution 444 is there a county commitment of $120 million for this campus. To be clear, Resolution 444 is the tool the county will use to determine how best to make investment decisions in the future. Using data from this process, we act to preserve jobs and identify options for ensuring the viability of this campus into the future. Seeking solid data, exploring new revenue, developing a master plan inclusive of community input are essential to the Alliant Energy Center's long-term success and protecting county jobs. I encourage you all to once again support Resolution 444, which neither privatizes the operation of the center nor commits to any particular investment option or dollar amount. The resolution simply reiterates our commitment to making sound government decisions in a transparent and inclusive manner, or as what we like to call it, the Dane County way. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Schmidt. On Supervisor Schmidt's uh, Supervisor Schmidt's motion, Supervisor O'Loughlin. Thank you, Madam Chair. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> this has certainly stirred up a little bit of uh, activity amongst the 37 of us. And if you recall, at our last county board meeting, <clears throat> I offered an amendment. Uh, to remove those nine words 
that were brought up earlier by one of our speakers. And that was voted down. And as soon as that was voted down, the resolution was, was passed. And since it was passed, it went up to the county executive's office for signature. He didn't sign it. He vetoed it and sent it back to us. So here we are talking about a couple of options. Option one is to sustain the veto. Option two is to override the veto. I think I'll just make a couple of comments uh, about this. I have a third issue that I'll bring up in just a moment. But right now, we, the 37 of us sitting here, and I don't think there's anybody absent. Is that correct? Oh, I'm sorry. Send is that. I didn't see her. Uh, we, the 37 of us, have let this issue get into a memo match between the legislative branch, us, and the executive branch, the fourth floor. I don't think that's a fair way of governing. I think that if we have an issue, we talk to people about it. If they have an issue, they should talk to us about it. That's, that's, that's really important. But I think as we start down the track of making decisions on the Alliant Energy Center campus, we need to have all the parties at the table at the same time. We don't have that right now because this action tonight is pitting one against the other. On a transaction of this size and this vast, when you consider the city should be involved, Dane County is involved, Town of Madison is involved, and Department of Transportation should be involved because, as we all know, the ingress and the egress out of this campus is uh, not the best. So, what we're doing tonight, if we sustain or if we override the veto, we're saying leave the language as it is. I have no problem with the language except for those <laughs> nine little words. Take them out, but we can't do that on this because uh, we're not allowed to amend or to change anything. Tonight's issue is strictly on what's in front of you on 444. That creates a storm cloud over the community. That creates the possibility of a tsunami for, for somebody who's interested in naming right issues for our campus or parts of our campus and future contracts with our county. Recently, there's been a interested party in a three-year extension or a three-year new contract, excuse me, and they have stepped back and have done just said, we have to see where this is going before we execute the contract with you. That's a big deal. 
a three-year contract with the major uh, uh, provider, and now they're saying we're not going to, we're going to wait and see. That's the problem that these nine words are having on this resolution. That is the problem. So I could talk about the Clarion Hotel and its issues that I did share with our county uh, board chair. They've got a lock on hotel space at the center. They got a lock. Supervisor Loss, Laughlin, you're in five minutes. I'll finish up in one minute. May I? Uh, you, may? You're at you're at five minutes and 17 seconds now. Well, I have a third option on the on the uh, that I'd like to offer. I gave you one is to override, one is to the third one. I'm going to make a motion. Then I'll make a motion. I'd like to postpone this for one month, uh, Madam Chair. Supervisor O'Loughlin has moved that we postpone this until uh, the first meeting in April. So the first meeting in April. And I'll just and I, I have a right to speak on that issue. You will have a right to speak if on I that get motion. A second. Is there a second? A second. Second, second. Seconded by Supervisor Dave Felice. On your motion, Supervisor O'Loughlin. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, what I would like to see happen is to see the legislative branch leadership, the executive branch leadership, sit down together come up with a substitute resolution that is acceptable to the 37 of us instead of seeing us being split on this. We can't be split going into this major, major development of our community. So I'm asking, and the executive uh, department has agreed to this, and I'm, I'm saying that I think it would be better. There are a lot of us on the floor here who are Nervous about, you know, going one way or going the other way against this person or against that person. But I think this may be an option that may have value. And with that, I'll sit down. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Supervisor O'Loughlin. On Supervisor O'Loughlin's motion, is there discussion? Supervisor Pirtle. Thank you, Thank you Madam Chair. Um, you know, I have a couple thoughts about this, but I think this issue is bigger than the nine words that Supervisor O'Loughlin so eloquently referenced that Arlen had raised. And the reason we're having this conversation tonight, and there have been a lot of conversations over the last two weeks and in the months leading up to this, in the three years ago when we started this process and had these conversations and the committees that we've been through and the steps that have happened, in, you know, I, I, I'm concerned a little bit that some of the divisiveness that we see too often in Congress and in the legislature is seeping into these conversations because we've started to twist things in, I think, unfair and unhealthy ways. And everyone probably owns a little bit of that. But at the end of the day, there are folks here tonight. Debate has happened. And I think to say that we're going to postpone this for a month, we're going to continue to disrupt the timeline, that the administration has agreed to have a detente on this issue, that they haven't actually communicated with the leadership, is not a good start to resolving that particular part of the issue. There's a substantive disagreement. The county executive's veto letter is very clear in outlining that it is opposed to new revenue options. 
It is opposed to basically option three, major investment, and unclear what else it is opposed to up to that. And I understand that. I respect that that's the county executive's position. I don't even think that that's an unreasonable position to have. But it was not the position this board adopted with 28 votes two weeks ago. And at some point, we have to recognize there's a disagreement there, resolve it through the process that's been laid out. We passed something. He's vetoed it. It's up for discussion tonight. Tonight is the time to act and then to move forward with folks, as we have been engaging with everyone in this process, the city council this week, meeting with labor, meeting with members of the administration, is all part of that effort. And I think at some point we just have to recognize that there's a disagreement on those larger issues, not the nine words. And we need to resolve that in order to move forward. So I would oppose postponement. I think we should vote tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Pirtle. Um, further discussion on Supervisor O'Loughlin's motion to postpone. Supervisor Richmond. Madam Chair, I hope we'll go ahead and vote on this tonight. I missed the last meeting. I missed, I missed the vote. But as, as I read the memo that we received from the county exec's office, I agree with Supervisor Pirtle. The issues are larger. I, I feel like... Um, Everyone in this room should be aware of the situation, the finances of the Lion Energy Center. And another month is not going to change the mood in this building. Um, I would like to be able to tell my neighbors that the county board really wants to do something dynamic in South Madison and wants to hear, uh, wants to get the process moving and wants to hear that the uh, neighborhood and the community should be involved, and I feel like that's what this uh, resolution does, and I'd like, I'd like to get going on it. So I hope that we can vote this evening. Thank you, Supervisor Richmond. Supervisor Stubbs on Supervisor O'Loughlin's motion. Sure. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, thank you so much. I am prepared tonight to move forward with a vote. I think we have to send a very clear message on tonight and what this board has decided to do. With my comments being very brief but directly to the point, we have completed, meaning the strategic design team has completed the objectives of the strategic planning, then including understanding the benefits of a strategic plan, understanding the strategic plan itself, and learning the key successful planning um, and implementation processes. We have completed step-by-step -step processes, and definitely we've identified the goals of this process. It is essential that our neighbors, the neighbors of South Madison, the neighbors of this county, continue to have a voice and input in this important process. The neighbors surrounding the Aligned Energy Center need to have a meaning process in this master planning procedure. Engagement with the neighborhood and all jurisdictions surrounding the Line Energy Center in a meaningful dialogue, which means including the neighbors, not deciding when and if they should be included, but giving neighbors an opportunity to voice their opinions. And I look forward to having the recommendations implemented. Also, allowing the neighbors to fully be engaged, to voice their own opinions with recommendations. This is a very critical vote. This is a very important vote. We've been told time after time that we should not keep delaying. So now it is the time that we develop. I think hesitating to move forward sends a very different message. It sends a message that because we disagree, we don't think that we can move forward on this process. I'm urging my colleagues tonight to stand with me, and I'll say it again, 
Stand bold for what you believe in. Stand bold for your values. Stand bold for your beliefs. But most important, this is one of the most critical votes that I must say that we're going to take. This vote, this vote is going to move forward our districts, our county, our state, and our regional for a development that we can all stand here and say we've made a difference. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Stubbs. Further discussion on Supervisor O'Loughlin's motion to postpone. Supervisor DePolice. Thank you, Madam Chair. <clears throat> As you know, I voted against this resolution at our last meeting. And I hasten to add that I told you that this resolution was indecipherable. That 37 people in this room, on this board, would go home with 37 different versions of what we just passed. And what happened? We got another interpretation. We got an interpretation. Somebody read into it that this harms labor. Now, nobody, I, I don't think anybody here saw that coming. Otherwise, they would have mentioned it. But I think this illustrates what happens when you put together, through the committee process, a resolution like this, and you, you know, cut and paste. Put this in, go over there and grab one of these, and, well, we need a sentence over here. And then, you know, pretty soon you got a resolution that looks like, you know, my grandmother used to get rags and she'd sew them together and make blankets. Well, you know, it looks like one of those. I mean, it's a wonderful homespun thing for the house, but it's not when you're trying to figure out what to do is one of the most valuable assets we have in the county. So in the debate, the last meeting, I said a, a camel is a horse made by committee. In other words, committee is charged with making a horse. Sure enough, comes out making a camel, and this I call it a camel. Well, upon further review, I think it looks more like a chameleon. Because it, it becomes anything you want it to be, almost, when you look at it. And it becomes nothing. And so now we have the county executive and the county board at odds with, with each other when we should all kind of be rowing in the same direction. You know, a veto is a very rare thing. Veto override is a very rare thing. I asked Karen to, to find out how, how many we've had in modern history. She could only find two or three. I mean, as the chair said... You know, this is an unfamiliar uh, uh, process we're going through. This is unfamiliar ground. I think this plan needs to be specific. It needs to be directive. It must have a timeline. But it is not specific. It is not directive. It doesn't have a timeline. <laughs> it doesn't have a budget. And here we've gone and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on studies that gave us a beautifully concise and precise set of options. And this study, in my opinion, I really applaud all the work the Strategic Design Committee did, but in my opinion, somebody should say, hey, we got three options. If we're going to do another study, let's, let's base our study on option A, which is the fixer-upper, option B, which is the renovator or place, or option C, which is the Turn on the Coliseum. Let's go full bore. That would give some direction to the not one, but two committees being formed in here. 
and not one but two studies that are being uh, proposed in here. So it's no wonder the county executive is vetoing this thing. I would too for different reasons. So I, I'm going to vote to you know, uphold the veto. I'm also going to vote to, to send this back to committee. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor DeFelice. Is there further discussion on Supervisor O'Loughlin's motion to postpone until the first meeting next month? Seeing none, all those in favor of Supervisor O'Loughlin's motion say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. No. The no's have it, and Supervisor O'Loughlin's motion fails. On Supervisor Schmidt's motion to override the veto, is there discussion? Supervisor Richmond. Thank you, Madam Chair. I just wanted to um, support what my neighbor Tom DeChant said um, in testimony to us. I feel like I, I wasn't here for the last vote, um, but uh, I really feel that my neighbors want to know what's going to happen in South Madison, and at the same time they want something to happen on John Nolan Drive, and they want it to be coordinated, and they want it to be clear. They want there to be a plan, in other words, and um, Mr. Deshant expressed that um, pretty clearly uh, from several points of view. So I, I feel like um, part of the message that I read in the county executive's memo, you may disagree with me, was um, I'm not really into doing much with this. Um, no new sources of revenue and not much in terms of a grand vision. I feel like the county board needs to push forward this with this and um, and and take action and make sure that the neighbors are included and the community is included. And as Supervisor Stubbs mentioned just a few moments ago, uh, other municipalities and other entities um, that have an interest in seeing Alliant Energy um, well developed in that area along the Beltline well developed should be included too. So I'm hoping that. This resolution, I, I don't consider it um, pieces of rags tied together. I, I um, looked through it, and I think it's quite detailed, and I appreciate all the work that's been done on it. And by the way, I didn't have anything to do with it. I wasn't on the, um, the task force. I wasn't um, involved in committee. Um, but I'm the person who lives closest to the site um, that's on this county board, I believe. And I can tell you my neighbors would like there to be planning, and they'd like to be included in the process. And um, to me, this um, Resolution 444 represents leadership and doing something about a problem that we've all been aware of for some time. And I appreciate um, the union people coming to us with concerns. I don't read the resolution the way that uh, was interpreted to me um, by people who contacted me uh, recently on that. Um, so uh, I see this as a step forward, and I'm, I'm very happy that the board um, has, has gotten to this point with a resolution to me that makes a lot of sense and considers other points of view. And it was willing to bring in uh, people in the neighborhood and in the community to talk about what should be done. It's inclusive, uh, and it's a process that I think, I think this resolution lays out a process that would uh, help us make a decision that will be beneficial for the county and other entities, as previously mentioned. Thank you very much, Madam Chair. Thank you, Supervisor Richmond. Um, on Supervisor Schmidt's motion, Supervisor Matano. 
Thank you, Madam Chair. I voted no on the resolution and I'll vote no on um, overriding the veto. I've stated previously the business of government is government. Um, I've spent years fighting against construction of Monona Terrace and here 20 years later we're looking at how to build the second hotel for fear that it will become the dank and dismal failure that it already is. Um, we, I, I find it apocryphal to suggest that this resolution is a blank slate, albeit I agree that it's word salad. Um, they, you have to take information as it presents itself, and so I do. Uh, hearing uh, the presentation about the study from Bob Dunn, who brought us the Edgewater Hotel and the request for $18 million of public funds to make that a reality. And then hearing from Deb Archer of the Chamber of Commerce and the, um, her vision for um, the, the idea that tourism is a clean industry that will make us all prosper. Um, I'm just against get-rich-quick quick schemes that involve uh, pouring tons of public money into commercial ventures. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Supervisor Matano. Further discussion on Supervisor Schmidt's motion, Supervisor Miles. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, I rise to explain my vote, my, how I'll be voting, and that is uh, to uh, override the veto. Um, you know, well, I'll, I'll limit myself to the two, two big issues that seem to be uh, coming out of the executive's memo uh, regarding his, his veto. Um, the one being uh, uh, his reluctance to look at other revenue options. I think um, part of the long-range planning has to include uh, looking at revenue options. And I don't know how we can do any kind of planning and consider a return on investment without knowing what the potential revenue options are. Um, so I think... Uh, it would be short-sighted of us not to do that. The other point is, is the contention over the nine words. Um, I think if we were to let the veto stand, it would be basically letting stand a misinterpretation of the language in our resolution. Uh, nowhere in that resolution is there any mention of privatizing um, county services, including those at the Lion Energy Center. And uh, it certainly wasn't my intention in supporting the resolution that that was part of the consideration. You know, sometimes the county can't win for trying. There have been times that we've been considered uh, criticized for being arrogant, saying that the county has to be involved in this, that, and the other thing. And here's the situation where we're considering whether or not it's appropriate for the county to whether or not it would be appropriate for the county to be in charge of governance of the Lion Energy Center in the future, and now we're criticized for that. Um, but um, uh, like I said, I don't think that means that we're looking at um, privatizing, and this county board has had uh, a, a record of opposing other efforts to privatize county services, and I don't think we would act any differently in this situation. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Miles. Further discussion on the resolution? Supervisor Kiefer. Thank you, Madam Chair. The Dane County Board has been debating this issue for a long time, and I don't mean just tonight's debate. 
the land where the Alliant Energy Center is now located was purchased way back in the 1890s as a county fairgrounds. And even going back then, it was controversial. The drainage of the land was apparently different in that era, and some argued that it was worthless swamp land and never should have been purchased in the first place. So a hundred years later, we're still debating over the same piece of land. And over the years, the site has been known by several different names. It started as Lakeside Park Farm, later became the Dane County Expo Center, and since 2000 as the Alliant Energy Center. I mention this because the Alliant Energy Corporation purchased those naming rights for a term of 20 years, and within a few years this name may again be at issue because the naming rights agreement will expire in four years in 2020. The Veterans Memorial Coliseum was built almost 50 years ago in 1967. And over the years, it has hosted everything from an Elvis Presley concert to Badger men's and women's hockey games to just last year, a campaign rally for presidential candidate Bernie Sanders. The Veterans Memorial Coliseum is one of three large Veterans Memorial buildings in this county, the other two being the Memorial Library and the Memorial Union. And Madison and Dane County today are a lot different than they were when the Coliseum was built back in 1967. In 1967, the only other spaces to host large indoor events in the Madison area were the Field House and the Stock Pavilion. Today, almost 50 years later, we have the Cole Center, Monona Terrace, and the Overture Center as alternative venues for sports events, concerts, and conventions. The city and county have grown up around the Alliant Energy Center campus. What was once a marshy fairgrounds on the edge of a small town is now a multiple building complex surrounded by a metropolitan area of half a million people. I support the Alliant Energy Center study in overriding the veto because we need to examine all possible options for the site. Every idea should be considered. Good ideas, bad ideas, unconventional ideas, and ideas no one has thought of yet. And I hope that members of the public will contact their county board member to let us know your suggestions. We on the county board want and need to hear from you. In the Madison tradition of sifting and winnowing, Let's listen to what everyone has to say. Let's do our research, and let's find the best ideas. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Kiefer. Further discussion? Supervisor Pirtle. Thank you, Madam Chair. <clears throat> In, you know, first of all, I want to thank all the stakeholders and folks that are here tonight. You know, we've had a lot of conversation and discussion. In particular, Arlen has led many of those conversations. I'm pretty sure he's talked to almost every person in the room, in the audience, or on the board floor. And he has an outstanding commitment to both the Alina Energy Center and Dane County, but also public service. And he was quick to remind us of what our obligations are tonight, but also in our individual conversations about how we get things done and what it takes and how we treat one another. And I think we should all take that to heart. But I think that what I took away from all of those conversations is that there's a clear shared value that we all care about the Alliant Energy Center and its future. And what we're talking about is how to get there and which things need to be part of that conversation. 
I think we've made it clear at this point, and I know there's been some discussion on the language, but overwhelmingly we are committed to a strong, sustainable, aligned energy center and a discussion around how to invest in that future. And maybe nothing personifies that better than the New Holland pavilions that we just constructed. Partnered from state and county money, private naming rights, built here in town, helping turn around the facility. That is a great foundation for where we want to move forward. I think the question for us as we struggle with this is how do we move this forward and how do we build a process that's inclusive of everyone? And many of you know I grew up in Wauwatosa just outside Milwaukee. And in Milwaukee County right now, they're having a very difficult debate about what to do about the Mitchell Park domes. And that's a debate that's happening, I don't think from malice, but through a whole bunch of systemic reasons was allowed to slip a little bit on maintenance and a little bit in this area and year over year got a little further behind and suddenly it wasn't the prestigious facility it was that I grew up with. And if we want the Alliant Energy Center to be the premier facility it has been for generations, that is going to take a plan for the next 50 years on how we get there. And I think that has to open the door to partnerships with the city, to having a conversation with the state about revenue, about an entertainment district, about how we invest. There are real challenges that we have at Aligned, and some of them are self-made. You know, Aligned, with the exception of Supervisor Schmidt, uh, three years ago, I think, led a process to have us help pay some of the deferred maintenance because she was worried about what was happening at Aligned Energy and what it meant both for the facility and its impact on workers. But really, other than that, this is a facility we've expected to sustain itself. And that is unlike any of its peers, any of its competitors, and frankly is unfair. And I don't know exactly how we're going to solve that, but I don't know how a facility with $9 million in revenue can carry a million six in annual debt service. And we think that that's not contributing to the problems on deferred maintenance in this shift in workforce. We're down 20% on full-time workers and up 43% in LTE wages. We've had a major shift in the portfolio of the events, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, the most profitable events are the large major venues when, you know, Horse Fair comes and World Dairy Expo is here, and those are the places where we're going to make the largest amount of money, maximize the campus, and do great things. But we haven't talked very much about why we need the market study, which also feeds into the reality of, one, and Supervisor Kiefer mentioned this, the arena and the Veterans Coliseum are aging facilities. They're going to need major renovation or total reconstruction probably in the next decade. That's not a if we want to question. That is a going to happen question. And so how we plan for that, are we going to build a new one and we need footprint space to reconstruct a multi-use facility so we can then tear down the old one and honor all the contracts? I mean, these things all have to happen in a sequence and a plan that makes sense and are part of a conscious design. And we have to be conscious of what our regional competition is and what our local competition is. Small music venues popping up on East Washington. What kind of competition might happen if they build a sports park in Fitchburg? What does that mean for what kind of things we do on this land is a conversation we should have together. Now, none of these challenges are insurmountable. And I really think at the last meeting it was hit on the head when we said Supervisor Hendrick and Supervisor Farrell agreeing on an idea probably means it's a pretty good one. I thought it was true then, and I still think it's true now. And they got there for probably wildly different reasons. But they both believed that having a planning process that included everyone, and these are the words I've heard tonight, planning, inclusion, process, strategy, investment, needed to be something that we did together. 
So, Professor Pertle, you're almost at five minutes. I'm going to wrap it up. And on that point, I just want to make it clear that I think this is an investment in moving forward. I understand there's been some differences of opinion, and that happens in a democracy, and that we will work them out as we move forward. But we should affirm the vote we took two weeks ago. It was the right one then. I think it's the right one, the right one now, and I'd urge you to override the veto. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Pirtle. Is there further discussion on Supervisor Schmidt's motion? Seeing none, clerk will call the roll. Supervisor De Felice. Secretary Clarity, could you instruct the body as to what a yes vote means and a no vote means? Thank you, Supervisor De Felice. Yes, I will. A yes vote means that you support overriding the county executive's veto. A no vote on this motion means that you wish to sustain the veto. Clerk will call the roll. Schmidt. Schmidt, aye. Solberg, Solberg, absent. Stubbs. Aye. Stubbs, aye. Veldrin. Aye. Veldrin, aye. Wegleitner. Aye. Wegleitner, aye. Willett. Aye. Willett, aye. Zwiefel. Aye. Zwiefel, aye. Baird. Aye. Baird, aye. Bollig. Aye. Bollig, aye. Chenoweth. Aye. Chenoweth, aye. Clausius. Aye. Clausius, aye. De Felice. No. De Felice, no. Downing. Aye. Downing, aye. Die. Die, aye. Erickson. Aye. Erickson, aye. Farrell. Farrell, I Gillis. Aye. Gillis, I Hendrick. Aye. Hendrick, I Jones. Aye. Jones, I Kiefer. Aye. Kiefer, I Kolar. Kolar, I Krause. Aye. Krause, I Levin. Aye. Levin, I Matano. No. Matano, no. McCarville. McCarville, I Miles. Aye. Miles, I Nelson. Aye. Nelson, I O'Laughlin. O'Laughlin, no. Pan. No. Pan, no. Pirtle. Pirtle, I Richmond. Aye. Richmond I Rip. No. Rip no Rit. Rit I Rusk. Aye. Rusk I Saloff. No. Saloff no Shower. Aye. Shower I Corrigan. Aye. Corrigan I. On that vote, there are 30 ayes and six noes, and the veto is overridden. Next on the agenda is reports on zoning petitions. On, we have items H1 through H13. Are there any requests for separation on the zoning petitions? On items H1 through H13, what's before us is the committee recommendation. Is there discussion on these items? Seeing none, all those in favor of the committee recommendation say aye. aye. All those opposed say no. The ayes have it, and on items H1 through H13, the committee recommendation is approved. Under resolutions, we have Resolution 436, urging Congress to oppose the Trans-Pacific Partnership and other secret trade negotiations in the future. The Executive Committee um, recommended approval of Resolution 3, um, 436. Is there discussion? Supervisor Keeper. Could I be recorded as abstaining? You may. Is there further discussion on Resolution 436? Supervisor Schauer. Also one of the required is abstaining. Okay. Supervisor Farrell. As do I. Supervisor, is, is there anybody else who wishes to abstain? Seeing none, Supervisor Pertle. Um, I would like to be recorded as voting yes. And 
Um, anybody else? <laughs> I think we'll get there in a minute, but I, I just wanted to speak briefly to, you know, we've been having a lot of conversations about our workforce, competitiveness, what it means to invest locally, and the kind of investments that we need to make. And these trade deals have a profound negative impact on wages in our community and the viability and competition that's going on. I think it's very important that we're taking a stand and putting on the record where we sit on these issues and communicating to that folks that are decision makers. This is by no means a done deal, and I think it's important that we articulate why it matters to the workforce here in Dane County. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Pirtle. Further discussion on Resolution 436. Supervisor Wegleitner. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, well, the TPP is really bad news and has a lot of local impacts and can gut um, our power um, at the local level to um, protect our workers and consumers and our natural resources. Um, and I, I just want to point out that I mean, this is a top priority of our president right now, and a lot of um, people on both sides of the aisle support this, and it's um, it's really scary. So I'm I, you know, it's not just about passing this resolution, but it's about educating your neighbors and applying pressure to stop this deal um, because it, it's it's really bad news. And I mean, it's the second time. This uh, board, or at least since I've been on the board, we've weighed in in opposition to this. So um, I thank you, uh, Su Supervisor Baird, for working on this and Supervisor Ritt for working on it. But um, I think, I guess my um, goal is to encourage you to go beyond just voting aye, but also um, to uh, talk to your um, neighbors and um, follow up with your um, congressional representatives and um, others to oppose this deal. Thank you, Supervisor Wegleitner. Supervisor Baird. Thank you, Madam Chair. I'll speak briefly with this. Uh, the unions actually approached me um, to work on this proposal, and it was an honor to work on it with them and with Supervisor Ritz. Um, this proposal, uh, very quickly, doesn't just oppose uh, TPP. It also sets the guidelines of what we envision uh, fair trade looks like, what we envision partnership looks like. So it doesn't just say reactively this is bad it says and this is what good looks like and this is the expectation we're going to hold you to and that we expect to see in the future so please i hope everyone will join me in voting yes thank you supervisor baird supervisor gillis uh thank you madam chair upon further review i actually have to be asked to I have to ask to be recorded as abstaining okay thank you supervisor gillis you'll be so recorded Supervisor Miles. Madam Chair, just real quick, I wanted to ask the clerk. I thought I had signed on to this. It would be too late to put my name on there as a co-sponsor. I had intended to, and I, I don't. It must have gotten by me. Oh, why don't you talk to me after the meeting? All right, thanks. Thank you, Supervisor Miles. Is there further discussion on Resolution 436? All those in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed, say no. No. The ayes have it. Will it wishes to be recorded? Any are there any others that wish to be recorded as no? Rip would also like to be recorded as no. Any others? Okay. We should have done. I'm just. I got it. Resolution 436 is approved. Resolution 486, opposing Assembly Bill 450, banning sanctuary cities 
um, or counties. This resolution was considered in the executive committee tonight and was unanimously approved in the executive committee by the uh, members present. Um, is there discussion on um, resolution 436? Supervisor Baird. 486. I mean, 486. Thank, Thank you, Madam Thank Chair. Um, I'll speak quickly because I know there's a lot of things that we are working on. Um, I please ask, I'm so um, happy that this passed unanimously at the executive committee, and I ask everyone to vote in support of this. Uh, this bill is very dangerous and ha will have a huge impact on uh, the immigrant communities in throughout Wisconsin, and particularly the Latino community, because unfortunately in this day and age of uh, racism and unaccepted unacceptable rhetoric by individuals running for president of the United States. Uh, in this community, we stereotype and presume that Latinos are illegal immigrants and we question them in ways that we do not question other members of our community. And this bill creates fear and isolation of Latino and immigrant communities, exactly the opposite of what our law enforcement and government uh, workers and agencies have been doing. The bill has passed the Wisconsin, pardon me, the Wisconsin State Assembly and will be before, potentially, before the Wisconsin State Senate on March 15th, hopefully with the um, arrival and passage of this proposal and so many others, just like it passing across the state. This can be an impact and halt the Senate before they make this horrible decision. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Baird. Further discussion, Supervisor Pirtle. Sorry, I just want to point out, I, I think Supervisor Baird ended on a strong note, not just about the Senate, but I think the governor has indicated a, in, he may not necessarily be entirely in favor of this. Um, this is both a, a huge infringement on our local authority to set policy and make decisions about law enforcement and community engagement in a variety of areas, but it also has a profoundly negative impact on our workforce. And I think that if you, a lot of us were around a few weeks ago when we did the Day Without Latinos, and the most profound thing that struck me about that, and I was certainly going to vote for this anyway, but walking around and seeing literally 20,000 families, little kids, aging grandmas, working folks, mostly brown, saying, you know what, we live here, this is our community, and the signals that you're sending us are hostile and unacceptable. These are law-abiding, hard-working, middle-class, Dane County and Wisconsin residents who just want to be treated fairly. That shouldn't be a tough vote for us to take, and I want to make it as hard a vote for everyone else to take as it can be, because I really think there's a chance that we can maybe win this one. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Pirtle. Supervisor Schauer. Thank you, Madam Chair. I want to second the uh, great comments by Super, um, Supervisor Baird and Supervisor Pirtle, and I just wanted to say that um, I'm in favor of this as opposed to the last uh, matter that was before us because we can have a specific impact on the state government as opposed to um, getting into a federal government discussion. But as far as this goes, I mean, in line with the comments I made um, in the uh, um, in the uh, prayer and inspirational message last week, um, I, I can't say any better than Supervisor Baird did, so I'll just leave it at that and thank her for her comments and her work on this. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Schauer. Is there further discussion on Resolution 486? Supervisor Nelson. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, this uh, it, uh, this um, 
issue is of particular interest to me. I've been following the bill as I went along, and I really see it as something that, well, indeed, it's, it's, it's an idea. It's a piece of uh, policy that has been imported from uh, ALEC, uh, as opposed to coming from the people, or certainly coming from the, the dairy industry. If uh, I mapped out the 17 Republican sponsors, most of them represent areas of suburban or exurban uh, Milwaukee or the Fox Valley, whereas the counties with the largest number of farms are either in South Central or Western Wisconsin. So it doesn't really seem to be uh, responding to the needs of constituents in the state. Uh, as far as some uh, dollar amounts, um, the economic impact of agriculture in the state is $88 billion. And of that, the dairy industry contributes $43 billion. Uh, that uh, $88 billion is about 30% of the state's economy. Uh, I didn't get Wisconsin figures, but nationally, uh, the number of farm workers are 45% Latino. And based on a number of articles I've read, particularly in regarding the uh, Day Without Latinos, I would think it's at least that high in Wisconsin. So this indeed does have a significant impact on the workforce. And it was interesting what Ben Brantzel, the Wisconsin Department of Agricultural Secretary, said in, a, uh, in speaking to a group of uh, dairy farmers. Another aspect of modern-day dairy farming on which producers need to set the public straight is their hiring of Hispanic employees. Farmers need to emphasize the crucial contribution Hispanic and other foreign-born workers make to the dairy industry. So for that reason and for many others, I think it's very useful for us to take up this motion, and I hope that everyone will support it. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Nelson. Is there further discussion on Resolution 486? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. Well, it wishes to be recorded as no and will be so recorded. Is there anyone else wishing to be recorded as no? Okay, as a peril wishes to abstain. Anyone else? I think, did I get to the no? All those in favor say aye. Did I do the no's? All those opposed say Okay, I just, okay. I want to make sure I gave everyone an opportunity. Um, resolution 486 is approved. Under M, on items requiring a two-thirds majority for passage, we have items M1 through M6, and we need to pull out M4 because there's a sub on that. But on items M1 through M3 and M5 and 6, are there any other requests for separation on those items? Seeing none, I'd like to record these as having passed unanimously. Is there any objection to having items M1, 2, and 3, and m um, five and six as having passed unanimously. Seeing none, they will be so recorded. On item M4, what's before us is the uh, public protection and judiciary recommendation. Is there a motion on the finance committee um, sub one? Supervisor Baird. Madam Chair, I'd like to move sub one as recommended by personnel finance. Supervisor Baird moves sub one. Is there a second? Seconded by Krause. Um, is there discussion on uh, M4 resolution 457? Sub one. Supervisor Willett. Thank you, Madam Chair. I would just like to hear a reason for what we're doing there. I see we're just removing a few lines, and I'm wondering why. 
Thank you. So is someone here for who could speak to authorizing the grant purchase for laser laser radar equipment? Can anyone from the executive's office or um, anyone speak to this resolution? Supervisor Willett. The sub doesn't really have to do with the laser equipment. It has to do with removing one line that authorized uh, county clerk and the county executive to execute the agreement. It's just simply the line we removed. And that's why I was curious about it. It has nothing to do with the equipment. It's who can authorize it. And I see that line in regular and I'm wondering why we're removing it. So it should be the committee that removed it, I would think, should be able to answer my question. Maybe our controller can answer that. Chuck? Uh, Supervisor Willard, I believe it, it, as it was going through the committee, it became apparent that the sheriff had already signed the agreement. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. Are there further questions on sub one? <laughs> To resolution 457. Well, we have to do a vote for two thirds, but just to accept sub one, we'll do that on a voice vote. Supervisor Farrell. Well, and, and I thank uh, Mr. Hicklin for that answer, but I guess it brings up a question in my mind was the chair, sheriff authorized to sign that contract? I'm assuming he was, but what is, is that standard procedure? Check. Prove something. So the, the, the resolution is necessary to uh, set up the revenue and expenditure lines, and that's why it's on the two-thirds vote portion of the, um, uh, of the calendar. An agreement of this size of, of only $4,000 wouldn't necessarily require county board approval before it could be executed. If it were already in the budget, there wouldn't be a resolution before you tonight. So I didn't hear the answer. I'm assuming the answer is there, but is the sheriff actually authorized because of the small size of this contract? I just want to make sure I understand some of these little ins and outs better. And the answer to that, Chuck? The answer to that is because of the amount, and only $4,000. The contracts under the county ordinance that come to the county board are those that are professional services contracts over $35,000 or uh, other contracts that are in excess of $100,000. Thank you, Chuck. Um, further discussion on sub one to resolution 457. Seeing, no, that, seeing none, all those in favor of sub one say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and sub one is approved. On resolution 457, as amended by sub one, I'd like to record this as having passed unanimously. Is there any objection to that? Seeing none, it will be so recorded. Such other business as the county board is authorized to conduct by law? Seeing no one wishing to weigh in on that, uh, is there a motion to adjourn? Moved by Chenoweth, seconded by Shower. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and we are adjourned.